It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. Hello, campers. It is so great to be back for day two of the audio log of Zach Valenti. Welcome to my special birthday edition of Focused as Fuck. Let's start at the beginning. Midnight, April 9th, 2017. I was just arriving at my parents' apartment. Hey guys. Hey Zach. I just turned 27. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are mm-hmm. at, um, at your place, my, my childhood oh, home. And I'm about to uh, make the first episode of my podcast live. Around the dining room table we sat as I logged into SoundCloud to publish yesterday's episode. You want to count down with me? Five, Five, four, four, three, three, two, one. Were you recording us doing this? Yeah. (laughs) All right, I'm officially 27, and I have the first episode of a daily podcast online. Cool, that's a good You guys want to hear it? It's uh, five minutes. Yeah. It was an awesome moment for me. I think for them, it was mostly unclear that I wasn't live broadcasting them at midnight, right before they were trying to go to bed. And as it turns out, my mother is psychic. Why do I feel like I'm listening to Doug Eiffel? (laughs) This is the audio log of Zach Valenti. (laughs) And she also seems to have a knack for knowing exactly where to laugh. And somebody's eligible for unemployment. (laughs) I love you, Mom. Very soon, it was very late, and it was time for me to get to bed. The reason that I was crashing at my parents' place in the first place is because I signed up for a 10-kilometer race very early in the morning in Central Park. And rather than wake up at the ass crack of dawn to make my way from Brooklyn, I figured I'd just roll out of bed at a casual early hour to make it on time to pick up my bib. Of course, going to bed so late, it makes sense that I would wake up late. Good morning. I'm running a little bit late. Um, I gotta get a cab, get this race. Oh, man. That sure was fun. And if that wasn't enough... Ugh, my ear is like so clogged. Fun fact, still is. Will be until I have my doctor's appointment on Tuesday. Hooray. Hey, how's it going this morning? How are you? Good, how are you? One lift ride later. Yeah, and I was right on time. Have a good one, man. Good luck. Thanks. Quickly checked in and got my bib. This is the worst sound quality of the episode, I promise. And then it was nearly time to start the race. Are you guys ready to get this race going? I need some more energy. Are you guys ready to get it going? It wasn't until the national anthems were sung that the importance of this race struck me. This was the 13th annual United Arab Emirates Healthy Kidney 10K. Since 2005, this race has been organized in partnership with the Embassy of the United Arab Emirates to benefit the National Kidney Foundation in appreciation of American doctors and U.S. excellence in the kidney transplant arena. 
And as important as kidney donation is to save countless lives, it was the international element of the race that really hit home for me. Standing there in the middle of Central Park, in the heart of this city that I grew up in, a city which I believe represents the promise of America, a country designed for the pursuit of happiness and, and freedom for all people. Given the recent relations between the United States and the Middle East with Trump's immigration bullshit, I was really moved to hear the United Arab Emirates national anthem for the first time before hearing our own. And in light of the recent missile strike against Syria, this part of our anthem hit kind of close to home. I just hope and pray that over the next four years, we can all come together and celebrate each other's different cultures, cultures that make America great by being together. But back to the race. Leave Jacob, are you ready? On your mark. And we were off. It was a stunning day in Central Park for a run. I couldn't have wished for better weather on my birthday. I didn't stop once. I kept approximately an eight, eight and a half minute mile, a personal best for that distance. And little did I know there was something special waiting after the finish line. It's my first running medal. Pretty good birthday present, I think. Please keep walking. You can check out the medal on my Instagram at Zach Valenti. And then I had a moment of synchronicity, for lack of a better word. In my astute nerdiness, I doubled back to get some Foley or uh, background audio of footsteps and my running breathing, which I'm not going to use because I don't really need it. But while I was doing that, I was spotted by a very good friend. This is my good friend, Ben, who I worked on the Sock Puppet web series that was like how-to videos that I talked about in the last episode. <laughs> what, are you, uh, what are you up to, man? I'm running. I'm running red fox. I mentioned in the last episode how this weird little sock puppet series called Just the Tips with Ruffles got me the job at this startup I've been working for called One Month over two years ago. How did you do? How did you feel? Good. Good. I almost vomited, but I didn't have any breakfast, so I didn't. My man. Where's your camera? Uh... Ben knows me too well. I'm just uh, doing a podcast now. I'll have to do an episode about that whole Ruffles thing. It's pretty great. The birthday adventure continued with a lovely brunch with my parents. Music included. So much for sitting outside. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. If you can't tell, my mom's kind of the best. 
dear Zach. Happy birthday to you. The best birthday rendition of all time. That was followed by a drive-by visit to Grandma's house. That's Maurice, my grandmother's lovely boyfriend. Good to see you. I shared my fancy new medal, hooked Grandma up with a swifty new meditation CD that my mom wanted her to have. And I even caught a little bit of Maurice's piano playing. Next up was a quick pit stop at Peace Food Cafe to pick up some of my favorite treats, chocolate-dipped macaroons. And then it was a race back to Bushwick to make it home in time to start my self-care Sunday live stream. Okay, I think we're live. And we're on time. Oh my God. How the hell are you on my birthday? Super duper special thanks to one of my best friends, Lauren Shippen, for joining me and answering some questions from the community. Lauren creates an incredible audio drama called The Bright Sessions, which is about people with extraordinary abilities and their therapy sessions. Here's one of my favorite excerpts of hers from today's stream. She's answering somebody's question about how to deal with negative self-talk or that crappy little voice in the back of our heads that has nothing good to say ever. Yeah, negative self-talk I think is something that you know everybody has experienced, but it's definitely a big part of my anxiety disorder. And uh, my therapist calls it my cell phone from hell. You know, of like, <laughs> there's this like, this. it's amazing. There's this, there's a second cell phone that you have and it's connected on the other line to hell. And when it's ringing, you're picking up and it's just someone from hell calling to tell you how much they hate you. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. It's like, you don't have to pick up the phone. So that's helpful, I think, um, to have some sort of imagery. Um, I also just want to just say to the chat that I really like the word hell phone and I can't believe I that never occurred to me. Ah! Thank you for that. Whoa, that's incredible. <laughs> wow, that's hell phone is great. And yes, it is like saying not today, Satan. That's basically exactly what it is. Oh, that's funny. And an equally special thanks to Julianne Stone for joining us to ask some questions about creativity. I'm going to try an experiment here and just play you a relatively unedited section of the stream. My apologies for the echoey audio. That's my bad. I'll get better at this as I go along. Thanks for bearing with me. Here's Julianne. I'm a freshman at a Savannah College of Art and Design right now. So a lot of a lot of creative things happening uh, <laughs> around me, but uh, so I am an illustration student and I write, and yeah. <laughs> so you had a question that I felt would be like good for a lot of people, um, and I think it was sort of like in the vein of creative. What did you call it? It was like creative uh, um, fati- creative fatigue, fatigue. <laughs> right? Could you talk a little bit about that mm. and like what what that means to you, where you deal with that? So I do a lot of writing and um, well, right now I'm doing um, 
National Novel Writing Month. They're having their camp session or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at the moment, I'm currently halfway through my novel and I've hit the point where I always do, where I like you start at the top and it's like awesome and you, you're writing and it's like all great. And then you get to the middle and it's like, what am I doing with my life? This is terrible. Uh, how do I save this? Um, I want to quit. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I've, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, that's that's awesome, though, that you're halfway through. I mean, that's such a huge accomplishment in and of itself. I'm, uh, so, glad but I, I'm so glad you're not stepping over that, Lauren. Yeah, no, I mean, like, that's something to celebrate. Like, that is, do you want to know how many, how much I've done in NaNoWriMo so far? Like, nine pages. Like, you are doing great, you know? Um, <laughs> So yeah, I you know take take a beat and definitely celebrate that. Um, but I, I, I totally know what you mean. I, I was like kind of like brain dumping on a friend the other week about sort of the, the cycle of writing when you're in production for something. And I'm sure Zach can relate to this, um, being in a sort of production loop with a podcast where it's like you're writing and then you go into recording and then you go into editing as you're writing the rest and then as you're recording the rest. And it's kind of like this weird little cycle. Mm-hmm. And there's this point that I hit every season where I'm like it's kind of done editing and I'm not yet recording and I'm supposed to be writing, but my mind is like still on what what's like next. It, it's sort of like trapped in a different part of the story and I'm having to move forward. And it's always like the worst three weeks of every six months because you just feel trapped in the story, right? Like you don't know how to move forward. You don't know, you're not getting the joy out of it. You know, it becomes this fun, this less fun thing and you want to quit. And so I, I totally, totally know what you're going through. And I think that that's, you know, part of it. I think sometimes it can be helpful to just just sit down and write anyway and just push through it and then go back and like fix it, but just to get something out there. Yeah. And then sometimes it can be helpful to come at it from like a different angle, you know? So I think that if you're getting stuck, then like just jump ahead to the last chapter, you know? Like I, I was getting stuck in writing this season of the podcast and I just like started writing the finale, even though I had six episodes I needed to write until then because I was like, I know what I want to happen in the finale and I, I just need to find how to get there. But it might be helpful for me to actually like go to that place and then move backwards. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes like coming into it from a different angle can be good. Um, and then sometimes just like taking a break and, you know, dancing around your apartment for a little bit or, you know, having out loud conversations with your characters and just ask them like, what's going on with you? Like, what do you what do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want to do? Um, the apartment dance. <laughs> That can be a great thing to do. I talk to myself constantly in my apartment. I'm sure my neighbors <laughs> think I'm either completely, you know, insane or that I have a ghost or something um, because I'm constantly <laughs> talking to myself. But yeah, I think that just just getting a little bit goofy with it. You know, if, if you're writing a novel, maybe maybe try putting your characters into something else. You know, like maybe try like sketching them out if you draw or try. You say you, you're an illustrator, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, maybe yeah. like, you know, like sketch one of your scenes or something. And then you're like, oh, like the expression on this character's face is I'm thinking of it a little bit differently than I was when I was writing it. And that tells me this about them. And so maybe that'll lead to a different scene. So I think bringing your characters and putting them into other mediums can be helpful, too. Um, that's yeah. I don't know. That's all I got. Zach. What, what, do you, what do you have? <laughs> that's fantastic. So like I, I like the only things that I can think to add to what you mentioned is like, feel free to, like, I find that writing begets writing. Like, it's like a, an inertial thing. Um, inertia being one of my favorite and most frustrating laws of reality of, like, objects at rest tend to stay in rest, so on and so yeah, and, uh, um, and so, yeah, Zach's not writing tend to stay not writing. 
Um, and so literally writing anything and just like free writing, doing morning pages, which is this idea from a book called The Artist's Way. Um, I think I talked last week about a website called 750words.com, which is free for the first month and then it's like five bucks after that. But even just like a couple days of writing 750 words of just like, and trying to set like a 10 minute timer and just get it out, like get it done not think about it and burn it. Like don't you don't have to even go back and read it. Just kind of getting that like stuff out there. One of my favorite books about writing is um, Anne Lamott has a book called uh, uh, I think it's called Bird by Bird, um, and it's about writing. And the title of the book comes from a, a scene in her life where her brother had procrastinated his school assignment on birds until the night before it was due and he was flipping out at the dinner table just like ah like how am i gonna do this and, it, and their dad came over and was like son you're gonna do it bird by bird and uh <laughs> and she sort of mapped that onto writing with literally all writing is at the end of the day is putting one word after another everything else is uh you know, narrativized of what it, you know, like having a novel written, like that's not writing the, like that is having written, which is my favorite part of writing. Like I, writing is like pulling, which is another quote that I stole, which is like, it's like pulling fingernails for me. Um, so I highly recommend doing whatever you can do to trick yourself into getting like greasing the wheels, so to speak. And I think, uh, Lauren's ideas of speaking, like for me, that's great. Like having this recorder has been, the best thing for my writing life, um, just to, you know, and I barely listen back to the thing, but just kind of getting ideas out there, um, that's been useful for me. So yeah, um, that that's what I got on that. Um, I don't know. Anybody in the chat got a got any ideas or or sort of questions that we're not asking about this, um, or or questions for Julianne um, to sort of go a little bit deeper. One of the other things that I find useful that is dangerous, like I don't want to say this is like a problem-free solution, um, is so procrastination I think is given a bad name. I think procrastination <laughs> can actually be really helpful. If I know you procrastination procrastinate pretty well. <laughs> cre well, if you procrastinate <laughs> creatively, like I was so I, I just started a daily podcast and before I did, I interviewed a bunch of people who I uh, really uh, respect and who have done daily things. And one of my favorite uh, uh, recent daily dailyists, daily creators, uh, this guy Jack Coyne, who was putting up a daily medium post every day, he dispelled a myth that he that I, I was assuming that he was doing it all every single day and like waking up with a blank page. But and maybe he started that way, but at a certain point in the practice, he was he had a couple different things that he would water. So he'd have like five documents and like whichever one was ready that day by the time he was, you know, by the time it was midnight, he would put that one online. Mm. But he would procrastinate one with another so that, you know, the next day he'd have another thing. And I find that to be a really compelling way to think about it. The dangerous thing is you could then get nothing done and like how I read books is like I procrastinate <laughs> right. one book with another book and then I have 20 books open. <laughs> I never finish a book. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I think... A strategic use of procrastination may make a difference for creative fatigue. Yeah, I totally agree with that. 
I can, I, I mean, I tend to procrastinate creative stuff with like doing chores. So my apartment is always very clean because I'm like always cleaning and so I don't have to write. But I, I think creative procrastination can be a really good idea. I'm going to try more of that. Um, yeah, I mean, working on other stuff also can sometimes inspire you to, you know, figure something out in the story that you're trying to tell that you're having a hard time with. Or it's so- sometimes in the same way, like talking out loud, sometimes like talking to a friend about what you're writing and about like the plot of your novel can be helpful because then they might ask a question to like clarify something in their brain that then will make you think of something you hadn't thought of before. So getting another person involved in the conversation can be helpful, even just as a sounding board. Yeah, definitely. I have one friend who I'm sure hates me by now, but I'm always like, hey, here's a chapter. Can you read this? What do you think? What do you think yeah. is happening in this chapter? And she's like, <laughs> great, just keep going. I'm like, okay. It's a good friend. Keep them around. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Thank you for indulging me that experiment. I hope you found that useful. I'd love any and all feedback on Twitter, at Zach Valenti. And just another huge thank you to both Lauren and Julianne. So awesome of both of you to come on and have such such a great conversation with me. Really, really appreciate it. Now here's a little clip for those of you who don't listen to Lauren's podcast, The Bright Sessions. Do yourself a favor. Get this podcast. It's amazing. Thanks, Zach. Well, what's cool about it is like, not only is it entertaining.af, (laughs) and like a drama that like sucks you into the show. Not only does it have like incredible representation of like sexuality and race and like all these nuanced perspectives that are really important in this day and age now more than ever. It also embedded in the thing has like bits about mindfulness and like useful tools. And I'm just like, I'm a big fan of this idea of like edutainment where it's like education, I think is the leverage for improving life on earth. But you like there's no lecturing people who don't want to learn and, and so how do you get attention and I think mm. by being entertaining. So I love this show. You should check out this show if you don't listen to the show. Thanks, Zach. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Um, okay. <laughs> True words. True words. Again, apologies for the audio quality. It only goes up from here. I think that that is everything that I wanted to do today and I gotta run. People are here. Love you guys. That was Gabriel Urbina of Wolf 359. Maybe you've heard of it. He was coming over because everyone was coming over to read the first four scripts of season four. Our next and last of the show we all love. Before I sign off for today, and geez, is it about time because, man, it is late. I've had a moderately long day. And this episode is running long. Don't expect this tomorrow, kids. They're just a couple of folks who have a hello for you all. <laughs> it's, it's so basically just like a like countdown. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you a countdown. Okay, and Michaela, your confused face, just like hello, <laughs> like, um, like I don't know. Just general revelry. Zach, you guys. Yeah. What, what, but what is this for? Context? Uh, I'm doing a daily podcast now. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is the correct response. <laughs> All right. One, two, three. Hey! Hey! Yeah, well, fam. Hey. Love you guys. Hi! What's up? Hey! <laughs> <laughs> 
Amazing. Awesome. (laughs) That was everybody saying hello. Everybody, you can say hello back. We promise we'll hear you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks, guys. From me and all of us at Wolf359, happy April 9th, everybody. This has been Focused as Fuck, brought to you by Con Evil Genius Productions. And I'm your host, Zach Valenti. Please consider leaving this show a review on iTunes. It makes a big difference, and I would consider it an awesome birthday present. You can do that by visiting www.focused.af, which will take you straight to the iTunes store. Music in this episode includes Monk Turner and Fasanoma's It's Your Birthday, Mon Plaisir's The Break, Scott Holmes' Arcade Paradise, Beach Bum by Greater Than, Ryan Little's Danger, Soft and Furious's The Merfolk I Should Turn to Be, Kai Engel's Scenery, and Mega Gem's Onions. All courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. See you tomorrow.